Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Coming up on episode 320 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the Kia EV6 GT, the Maserati MC20, the BMW M2, the Lexus TX. Our buddies at TFL take on the Candy K27. We've got Wheel Bearings merch. There's some new lower-cost Kia EVs that were announced in Korea. Uh, Also, there's a brand-new BMW X2. You can get your Tesla wrapped directly by Tesla. And there's the Nissan Hyper Adventure concept. All that and more coming up next. This is episode 320 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam McGuel Sandwich from Guidehouse Insights. And I am Nicole Ruffin from the Road Reflection Podcast. And I am Roberto Baldwin from SAE International. Woohoo! And Mr. Cole, yes, what you've been driving? I had lots of stuff to drive, so I'm going to start with the funner. I was really going to say funner. The more fun of the two. (laughs) Funner was just what we're going to get. It is funner. So I had the BMW M2 uh, Coupe. Coupe. I feel like Coupe, if I say it like I'm English, it sounds fancier. (laughs) But yeah, the coupe, so the two-door. This is the most fun car I've driven in a bazillion years. The end, Nicole. I, I loved this. This was so much fun to drive. And the thing is... It looks like a sports car on the outside. Like it has all that look of being sporty. You open the door and good Lord, it looks like a race car. Like this one had the carbon fiber package, which I don't know if you guys know the answer. Do you know how much the carbon fiber package adds to the price of this vehicle? Ooh, ooh, uh, 2300 $10,000. Sam, you went slightly over $9,900. I've had that car and I had that package and clearly I've, forgotten it i seem to recall from like you know the m4s and stuff you know that it was somewhere in the, the ten thousand dollar range yeah, ten thousand dollars for this but you get carbon fiber like everywhere there's a carbon fiber roof there's carbon fiber bits on the outside there's carbon fiber on the steering wheel there's carbon fiber on the center console on the dashboard on the seats uh, on the backs of the seats there's, it's like, there's, I think 90% of the car, I feel like is carbon fiber everywhere you look. That's what you got. So did did you that. have the seats the, with the little uh, crotch bolster too? Yeah, I don't, that, that's my complaint. Have you guys <laughs> both driven this with the crotch bolster? Uh, yeah. Yeah. In the, in the M4 competition, the M3 competition, some I other models. I don't like it. You know why? It, because it, it, it bumps my, my thigh, like my right mm-hmm. leg as I'm trying to drive and just go gas pedal, brake, gas pedal, brake. I can't move my leg far enough to the right that I don't feel like that stupid thing is bonking like my thigh. I don't oh. like it. It was not comfortable. I don't know if it's just me. It's not a me-shaped seat, but that was the only, that literally was my one big complaint. I'm like, good, and I kept doing that. You know, like if you can't get the seat adjustment right, you keep lowering it and then raising it and forward. And I kept trying to fiddle with it, and I couldn't get a spot. No matter what I did for me to reach the pedals and have the right angle to reach the brake pedal and the gas pedal, that stupid little carbon fiber thing was, it, was in the way it hit I'm, I'm pretty the sure that there there's probably like one german engineer that fits that <laughs> and that's it it was it, it was awful did it bother you it, guys yes not i mean it's just i mean it's a little annoying when you get in but once i was in it doesn't really bother me but See, I, maybe i'm shaped crazy. like a german maybe you're shaped like a german <laughs> I, don't I don't know but it drove me crazy i i did that was like my one Objection, and it's funny because normally when I have those sports seats, the thing that kind of drives me nuts, and it didn't in this one, is it has really heavy bolstering like on the seat and on the sides, mm-hmm. and it's not that even that it's too tight because you can adjust the little squish how how tight it hugs you, so you can relax it a little bit. But on the one on the seat cushion, sometimes when they're too high, you feel like you're like stepping up to get out of the car, like you have to swing your leg over. Like, this, yeah, and I'm like, this is an awkward motion, but this one was actually okay. So uh, so. That was my big beef was that stupid crotch thigh. But, and the, the crazy thing is, is you could just save $10,000 and not get that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just save ten grand and don't do that and have a more just comfortable Just not have thigh. that. There you yes. go. 
But I mean, this is it's a twin turbo inline six. It has four hundred and fifty three horsepower, four hundred and six pound feet of torque. It's got power. It's not this gigantic car, and it has four hundred fifty three horsepower. So when you you just like barely touch that gas pedal, and it goes, it goes nicely, it goes fast, it goes with great aggression in a wonderful way when you accelerate up to highway speeds. So that you have to be careful because you're thinking you're accelerating up to highway speeds at the end of the ramp. And you will be far past highway speeds at the end of the ramp if you aren't really paying attention. Um, it's the kind of car that you're like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to be saying, no, officer, I have no idea how fast I was going. Like, that's just that's just the kind of car it is. And it handles so beautifully. It's It feels very composed. Like, you know, because you can look at the speedometer how fast you're going, but it doesn't feel like you're going that fast because it just handles so nicely. I thoroughly enjoyed every second driving this and and just sitting behind it it just has such a beautiful look to it it looks every bit the sports car like the paddle shifters also carbon fiber but they have you know the up and the down shift have a plus and a minus and the plus and the minus are like carved out and they're outlined in red you know being the m has that red blue that like distinctive red and blue it's like the red uh, the seat belts have the little red and blue on there um and they have the cool the badging, even the badging on it, it's the M's 50th anniversary of mm -hmm. M. So they have that M anniversary badge that's like sort of like a modified funky BMW badge with extra light, like color to it. Even that looks fantastic. Like I loved this car. And honestly, even with the crazy carbon fiber package, it is $76,845. $76,845, which is a lot of money, but take. 10 grand off and you're down at 68. But even with that, I'm like, it, it almost looks like it should cost more. It feels like a more, it, it, because it's just so adorned on the inside. Um, and then you get, you know, you get a great big, it's like a 14.9 inch infotainment screen and, and you've got like a huge digital instrument cluster. And it's, I loved this car. I had so much fun. I don't want to give it back. If you don't see me next week, it's because I've absconded with the BMW M2 <laughs> Coupe and I'm living a life of Coupe. crime now. Yep. So I I loved this. I loved it. Excellent. Zero complaints, except for the thigh thing. Did you guys like it when you drove it? I yeah. haven't driven the M2 yet. You haven't driven I drove the, the I have the M2. I had the 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 um, manual one. It was fantastic. Yeah, you loved fantastic. it. Fantastic. Loved it. Fantastic. The also M2 fantastic is... as an automatic. Yeah, it just continues yeah. to impress. No, but I had the I had the M two CS. That's the only one with the with the manual, right? Okay. Oh, I don't yeah. know that. Yeah, Mine the regular M two the two series doesn't have a manual anymore. But is the M two CS? I think the M two is available with a manual. The okay, M2 all right. has a six speed manual or an eight speed auto. Yeah. Okay, I had cool. So yeah, it's I had the M two. So if you're getting a two series and you still you, you require like myself, you still require a manual transmission from this require. type of ve from this type of vehicle, you have to get the M two. You can't yes. just get the two. No, you have to get the M two. The M two is where it's at and you get the fancy badging. Also, it has seating for four. It has well, I don't know for who <laughs> I'm like, what what two people are you gonna squish back there? Like someone you really don't like? Like like a munchkin? I don't know who would fit back there. There's there's it, the seats are so ridiculous. I wish they wouldn't even do it. Like when a car can't realistically fit two humans into the back seats, just don't just, do it. Yeah. Don't bother. Just don't bother. Don't bother with the seatbelts. Don't bother making it look like cushions. If you wanted it to be a little flat benchy storage area so you can throw things back there so you don't have to open the trunk, fine. But just stop it with these rear seats that are not usable by any human being unless you're like college kids piling eight people into a four-person car anyway it's yeah stop stop hopefully i'll get a chance to uh try the m2 next month at uh, the bmw test fest oh i bet you will test fest. Yeah. i think i think they're gonna, i think that was on the list of stuff they're gonna have there oh, i think it's too sure late to email them back to say i'm not going <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I have to email someone else back, too. All right. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Robbie, you're letting people hanging. I know. So, I feel, oh, gosh. I'm sorry, terrible, Polestar. Terrible I'm sorry, Polestar. I'm sorry, Polestar. <laughs> sorry, BMW. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so the other vehicle that I drove, I went to Texas to drive the Lexus TX or the Lexus Texas. Lexus Texas. <laughs> We're not supposed to call it that, but I'm like, you guys, it's called the TX. That is literally <laughs> the abbreviation for the state of Texas. And I know you're based in Texas, but... 
you you have a drive in Texas. If you don't expect us all to call Alexis Texas, then you shouldn't have named it that. That's what I think. So the Lexus Texas, which is their three row SUV, it's kind of like you know the um oh my god the Grand Highlander mm-hmm. for, for it, it is it is totally the Grand Highlander but yes. with a Lexus face on it and Alexis it does it does it does have different uh, powertrain options so it does and it's a little the the, the inside is Lexusified. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little fancier and they changed some Lexified. things. I, I don't remember having this on the Grand Highlander and it was a silly thing, but I think it's kind of cool. The cup holders, did the cup holders come out in the Grand Highlander? I don't remember mm, them coming I out. I don't think so. I didn't think so. So you have, you know, you have two like cup holders for sitting front, like one in front and one in back lined up perfectly. And they're mm-hmm. little, little, <coughs> excuse me, square pods. You can push a little button and you can take it right out. So you can entirely remove it. So if you wanted to put a cup that was really large, or if you just want to take the two of them out and use that space for other random stuff because you don't have a drink, you can do that too. And if you have the captain's chairs in the second row, they have a little center console that has the same little removable cup holders, which I thought was kind of a neat idea that you could pop those out if you didn't want them. Also, that you could pop them out and clean them because cup holders get really nasty sometimes. Like suddenly you look down, you're like, what What science experiment from spilled <laughs> coffee That's, and soda? And, I like you know, when they have the little rubber insert. Yeah, yeah. holders have because you can pull it out and then like oh gosh, right? <laughs> like, the whole thing under the sink and like let's yeah, wash. Like, really? So I feel like you could take these out entirely and just put them in the sink and be like scrub it up, shiny, put them back into your car, and you're, it would not have a science experiment in your couple. Yeah. So which is for especially for the ones with the captain's chairs, kids are notorious for just leaving stuff in cars, and the idea that you could take those out when you realize the kids left a petrified chicken nugget in there that you missed or something. That's and for you later. Actually, right? That when you're like, why does my Lexus Texas smell funny? Crud, what's in this cup holders? You can take them out and you can clean them. Um, but yeah, you get three, you have a gas, a hybrid, or a plug-in hybrid with this. So you have all the flavors of driving that you could possibly want to do. Um, if you get the gas engine, you are front-wheel or all-wheel drive. The others are all-wheel drive only. Um, and they also have configurations. I want to say that the bench seat in the second row is also only available, I think, on the gas engine. It's not the full lineup. So depending on the engine that you get, you have different options for how the rest of the car is configured. So you can't get what you want no matter what. You have to kind of pick. Um, I mean, I liked it. I think the design on this looks good. I like the new grill. I think they're calling it a – oh, I forgot the name of it. It's like they've changed – that spindle grill that was like in your face before, like mm-hmm. it was so aggressive. Too much. They've they, just too much. Like it wasn't as bad on a car, but on an SUV, when you have this giant SUV, like, ah! the the LX um, was is the, like the worst for that because yeah. it is just enormous. It's enormous. It, and it, like this, it, it it makes the 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 you know the BMW iX twin kidneys look modest by comparison. Look reserved and demure, <laughs> even yeah. So th- so I like that. Like it's funny because some people like it and some people don't. Some people think they don't like it. They think it's too tame. I'm like, I don't know. I like it not looking like my SUV is going to swallow the car in front of me whole. Like, like just, It's like yeah. a whale shark. It's just like that. Yeah. It, it was just, I'm making like Pac-Man movements with my hand. Like, waka, 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 waka. It was just going to come and like just take over the other cars in the highway. So it's I'm going really to hoover like, up everything. Going to hoover everything our, up. For our I British like listeners. Yes. Hoover up there for the British. So, um, yeah. So I think this, I, I like the design. You know, it's like the Grand Highlander, which... I liked a lot too. I mean, I I thought there were a lot of neat little things. I did with it. It was fun to drive. I think there's a. I mean, if you remember the RXL, the RXL was a terrible three row SUV because a third row was impossible. It was like, is this really? It was barely longer than the two row version. It just it was like here's our three row. It's like nah, guys, no. So it's kind of like they made up for it. Like we're sorry, (laughs) apologies. Have the Lexus Texas. (laughs) We will give you a big car. Call it Texas, and it will have three usable rows of seating. And still have plenty of cargo room in the back. There is um, 13 feet cubic feet behind the third row, which is a pretty good amount. That's that's enough to handle a decent little amount of luggage. If you fold that down, you'll get even more. Fold it all down, 97 cubic feet. So this one really has room for the third row, really has room for cargo. And I stuck a couple of our colleagues who were six feet. Robbie, you weren't there, but I'm like, how tall are you? Sit back there. How tall are you? Sit back there. Guys who were like six foot three and have them climb into the third row and sit. I'm like, because I can probably get comfortable. I'm five, six. What about the tall folks? They all had plenty of headroom where they had a little trouble was 
there's enough room for your knees, but the, the floor is a little high. So it kind of gives you that sharp angle to your knees where your knees bend. So it was, but still they said, I could ride back here. It was comfy. So tall guy approved on the wave of the drive program that I was on. So I really think it does a good job of giving that family car to a luxury buyer. They get great standard features. There's wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. There's a 14-inch infotainment screen. Um, it looks good. It's comfortable. It's quiet. It's nice to drive. It's responsive. It's not sporty. It's a great big SUV, but it is still responsive. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I think that it's going to do really, really well for Lexus. And how much range does the plug-in hybrid have? Oh, I don't have that in front of me, Sam. I don't Lexus, know. Texas. And Lexus. They, they don't they don't have it on fueleconomy.gov yet. So it might not actually be certified yet. It might not be. Um, they didn't have pricing. Did they have pricing? They didn't have pricing for us at the time that um, we were leaving either on the whole range. Either they had the the base for the uh, gas was 55 Sad. and I believe the hybrid was 69. But the PHEV they hadn't even announced yet. So I think they're still coming out with bits and pieces. Okay. So... All right. I'm saying. So yeah, so there you go. The Lexus Texas. I liked it. Lexus Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> Did you know you can support wheel bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, um, Robbie, did you have anything? I got, you know what I have? I have a car that I've already driven and already talked about. I don't, it's, it's very weird. It showed up. I'm like, oh, huh. What hmm. is it? You have to tell us what it is. It's the Kia Nero EV, the oh, Wave. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I, and I've had it before and I, it's the exact same car. It was, there's this whole mix up with what happened, how I ended up with it. Um, Confusion, but, hysteria. Um, typically when I get rid of a car, I, t- I take my phone out of it, you know, I, they pull it off of CarPlay. This one I did not. So as soon as I plug it, it's all bloop. Hey, welcome back. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kia Nero Wave, same as the last time. <laughs> it has not improved. As... It has not gotten okay. worse. Good all job, right. Kia. Well, that's that's always a good sign. At least it didn't get worse. Yeah, it didn't get worse. Good job. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So you remember last week when I was complaining about the uh, the Lexus RZ? Yes. And I said, you know, that as I was, was swapping the, the RZ for another EV crossover, it's nominally a crossover, although really I think it's more of a wagon, more of a it's shooting a wagon. Break. Yeah, or, or a shooting brake or a wagon than a crossover. But at, at any rate, whatever you want to call it, um, that was similar in price, has a roughly similar range, but it was way, 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 way better. Um, that is the Kia EV6 GT. Um, and you know, the, the EV6 GT, because you get more powerful motors, a little more weight, bigger wheels and tires, you know, that does eat into the range. So it's rated at 206 miles of range by the EPA, but depending on how you drive it, you can easily do better than that. Of course, you know, with the kind of performance that the EV6 GT is restraining yourself so that you do get that extra range, it's going to be tough, but but it's it's doable. Um, over a week of driving, I averaged, I think, uh, about 2.9 miles per kilowatt hour, which is actually pretty good because um, there was quite a bit of highway driving in there, uh, which is, you know, generally not as good for EVs as urban driving. Um, I... I really like the EV6 GT. Um, there's, if there's anything, if there, if if I had any complaints about it, it would probably be the seats, um, which are you know really heavily bolstered sport seats. Uh, you know, so big 
big side, big thigh support or big side supports on the the seat back and the the seat cushion uh, really holds you in place when you're cornering hard, but not really that comfortable. Uh, at least not for me anyway. Uh, the you know, I mean, this thing is wicked fast. It's what five hundred and seventy six horsepower, I think. Um, something silly like that. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's a silly amount of power. Um, and you know, this, yeah, this thing is in performance wise is, you know, roughly comparable to a Mach-E GT. Um, so, you know, it's, I think that's a, that's a good comparison. Um, it's got the same 77 kilowatt hour battery pack, 77.4 kilowatt hour battery pack as the, uh, uh, the other EV sixes, uh, or at least the, the wind and the GT line. I think there's a, there used to be there was a base version of the EV6 when they first launched it that has a slightly smaller battery pack and a lower price, but they discontinued that one. Um, and so it's got the the same same battery pack size. Um, the uh, it's got the same charging 240 kilowatt charging, um, dual motors, all wheel drive, big honking brakes, bright lime greenish yellow yellowish green brake calipers at all four corners that are very clearly visible through the big wheels um it's it is a hoot to drive um but you know 3.4 seconds zero to 60 does anybody really need that no 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 yeah especially when the regular ev6 everyone needs to settle down we'll we'll do it we'll do zero to 60 in 5.1 seconds which is plenty quick enough for yeah. anybody. Um, and so as much as I like this thing, you know, and I do like it, I love the way the EV six looks um, lots of rear seat, leg room uh, and, and headroom, decent amount of cargo space in the back, just a modest little front trunk, front storage area. That's basically big enough to hold your charging cable. And the, that's about it. Um, or maybe a you know a slim briefcase, you know, assuming that anybody actually use, still uses a briefcase. Oh my gosh! Uh, or maybe a messenger bag. Messenger bag. There you go. Messenger you go. bag. That's a new brief, briefcase. Track. Yeah. <laughs> Out of, uh, yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, the EV6 is a great car. You know, and if you're looking for an electric vehicle, um, and you want something in this size range that is stylish and fun to drive, yeah, that's. Little sportier look than the um, than the uh, Ionic, Hyundai Ionic Five. Um, the, this you, this is a great choice. You can afford the Taycan Cross Turismo, and you go for or you can't afford the Taycan like wagon. Yeah, but you can afford this. This is like I can't afford that, the, this, but I still want like a the, fun. This is the Taycan Cross Turismo for the mainstream. Yeah, that's the when the first time I drove it, I'm like, oh, it's like a baby Taycan. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's 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 a, a great analogy because the performance is. is pretty close to it. Um, yeah, and uh, let's see the there was no Monroni, but um, this one was the one I had was in runway red uh, with the the black suede seats. Um, came to a grand total of sixty two thousand nine hundred and twenty five dollars. Uh, guesses on destination charge twelve. 1095. Robbie got it again. 1325. Uh, so $63,000. So this was actually about uh, about $3,000 less than the RZ. Gets Ooh. similar range. <laughs> it's a lot faster. It's a lot better looking. Um, has more cargo space. Uh, it's, you know, I, I think I think it's better looking anyway. I mean, obviously design is a is a matter of preference, but I, I would go with an EV6 over the RZ. But if I was buying an EV6, I actually would not buy the GT. As great as it is, as fast as it is, I would buy da, da, da. I, I I would actually go for the um uh what the not the the wind or yeah, the wind, I think. Wind. Um because they have the GT line. Yeah, they have GT line. It's like eh. I think yeah. the ones are better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the wind. I would actually probably go with actually the wind rear wheel drive, because you know un, unless you need all wheel drive, you know I would go with the wind uh, rear wheel drive and get a set of winter tires, because that's that's actually going to be better than all, all season tires with all wheel drive. 
And that one goes for $49,000 and gets 320 miles of range. You know, you got the same basic looks to it. Um, you know, much more efficient charges just as fast. And that would be, you know, that would actually be my choice for this. But, you know, if you want, if you want that extra performance, the GT is there. Uh, it's there for the taking. You can have it. The only, and, and also the other thing with the the wind, I, I actually prefer the seats in the wind, especially as a daily driver. Um, you know, easier to get in and out of, more comfortable. You know, I thought they were, they, you know, there was less lateral support, but they, they, they actually supported my back and stuff in in the right places where, because it actually has some extra adjustments. The the sport seats in the GT. Basically, all you have is fore aft and and seat back recline, and there's no other real adjustments on it. Uh, and so, it, 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 oh, there is a lumbar support, but it's kind of in the wrong place. Um, so it just wasn't as comfortable for me. Um, but you know, with the wind, you know, you've got more options there, or or even the GT line. And so that would be my choice. Um, the the only other downside right now with the EV6 is because it's still built in Korea, uh, there's no tax credit available on it. Although if you lease it, if you lease, they will do the pass through on the tax credit uh, of the tax credit on the lease. uh, And then you can get it at a better price. So if you lease it and then buy out the lease at the end, that's, you know, that's the best option. Yeah. I would just lease an EV right now still. Yeah. Yeah. I still think that's a good call for EVs. Yeah. Yeah, EV, we're going to lease that one as well. Yeah. We got another year. We got a year left on the Kona, and then the next one will be a lease. So um, Tuesday morning, we're we're recording this one a little early. It's Thursday evening right now, and Tuesday morning I had to go to a couple of appointments over on the other side of Detroit, and so I stopped off at the uh, the fleet office there and dropped off the uh, the EV6, and I picked up another red car, very very red, um, that is ever so slightly different from the EV6. Um, It's, it's just a tad more expensive. Just a bit. Um, bit. It's actually not that much faster because, you know, the the EV6 EV6 GT does zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. The car I got does zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds. Um, But man, does it look good? It is (laughs) gorgeous it was you the Maz- pictures you giant tees i was like oh look at it was the, what he's driving the maserati mc20 dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah uh, unfortunately only had it you know for like two and a half days but it was a great two and a half days um okay. ha- that would be a really fun i'll take two and a half days if that's all i could get yeah um so the the mc20 is the the new uh mid-engine supercar from maserati um, probably the last of its type, you know, certainly the last mm-hmm. with an internal combustion engine, yeah. uh, as they start their transition, um, to electrification. Uh, it has the, uh, the new Maserati three liter twin turbo V6. It, they call it the Natuno V6. It's 630 horsepower. So this is unlike Jeez. previous Maseratis with the V8 engine that was actually based on, you know, it was des- that V8 was designed by Ferrari. This one was not designed by Ferrari. It was, and uh, this one was designed in-house by Maserati and, and built by Maserati. So this, the same engine is in the, um, in the new Gran Turismo as well. Uh, and performance-wise, it's a great engine. Uh, 630 horsepower. It doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound as nice as the, the V8s that they had. Like when I had the Levante Trofeo last year with the, the, the V8 in there. That one sounded better. Um, this one, this one is not not as great. Um, it's it's still nice, just not. It doesn't give the sound doesn't give you that thrill that you expect of an Italian supercar. Um, but it was great to drive. Uh, the this thing has a carbon fiber tub, um, and which is really light. Like the the tub weighs less than hundred kilos, so less than two hundred twenty pounds. And the nice thing about it, because it's carbon fiber, it's really stiff and the doors open up, you know, dihedral style, kind of like a McLaren, you know, so it's go slightly out and up. Uh, and because of the, the carbon fiber tub, um, they're able to 
bring the door apertures way down. So unlike some other um, cars, I've, uh, sports cars I've driven that have a really high or a really wide sill that makes it a pain in the neck to get in and out, this one was actually surprisingly easy to get in and out of because the sill is not super wide. It's not super tall. I mean, the sill was basically at seat height. Um, and, you know, and the door, the door is quite wide It's or thick. The door is quite thick. You know, but when it opens up, you know, it cuts in, you know, right by the tub. So it, it's it's really, really quite easy to get in and out of quite. And so it's it's surprisingly comfortable to use as a daily driver. It's also um, got surprisingly good ride quality, even though it handles fantastically. Uh, so, you know, driving it back from uh, Pontiac on Tuesday, you know, on on some roads that were less than ideal, um, it did, you know, you put it in GT mode, you know, so it's got different drive modes. It's got GT, Sport, uh, and Corsa, you know, which kind of turns off all the stability control and other stuff. Um, and, you know, in GT mode, it's really quite pleasant to drive um, just, you know, as as a commuter car, which, you know, given given that this is anything but a commuter car, um, you know, the and the infotainment system is Stellantis's Uconnect 5. So basically, it's the same infotainment system you get in a Jeep Compass um, cool. or, you know, a Ram 1500 or any number of other Stellantis vehicles. So it just mm -hmm. works. It works really well. It's just got works. wireless support for CarPlay and Android Auto. Um, and, um, you know, it's every, everything just worked about it. The only thing that I could not figure out was how to open the the front, the hood you know, to see the front trunk. Um, but the front trunk is pretty small anyway. It's like less than 50 liters. Um, and it's like less than half the size of the rear trunk behind the engine, which itself is not particularly large. Uh, and you cannot, it will not fit like a, a carry-on bag in the, the trunk in the back. Oh, wow. So it's not like a, a C8 uh, Corvette where you can put a couple of golf bags in there or a paddleboard, an inflatable paddleboard. Those will not fit in the back of the uh, the MC20, uh, but it doesn't Never matter. Mind because Never it's mind. everything else about it is so wonderful. It's just so fun. You don't care. <laughs> yeah. And the the color on this thing was it was this uh, Corso red that is surprisingly close to um, Mazda's Soul Crystal red. Oh, is uh, it? So it's it's very totally acceptable. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's not quite exactly the same. I think the the Mazda red is just slightly darker. But it's 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 very close, uh, and it's a great color to look at, and a great car to look at. Um, speaking of looking at it, uh, last night I met up with a couple of friends, and when we we came out um, after having a bite to eat and uh, a couple of and a drink, um, we were look we were walking around the car and looking at the the back end, and the this thing has a lot of carbon fiber on it, more than the M2 does, including the entire rear bumper is carbon fiber. Wow. And we were just contemplating how much it would cost, you know, if you had just a minor fender bender that yeah. on a normal car, you know, might just, you know, crack the plastic cover over the the steel bumper. Um, what would that cost on this car to fix? I'm guessing, yeah, at, at least at a minimum $10,000, probably yeah. at least probably closer to twice that. Um, you probably got to send it back to Italy. Yeah, probably. The whole car. <laughs> yeah. There's Ferraris uh, where they're like, oh, there's something wrong. We got to send it back to Italy. Like, yeah. what? You'll get your car in eight months. And you're like, what? What? Wait a minute. Um, I need that back. So they, they did not provide a, uh, a Monroni with the MC20. Um, and the, uh, the configurator on the Maserati website does not list the option prices. Um, the base price on the MC20 is $217,000. Whoa. Um, I'm going to guess that, you know, equipped like the one that I drove, it's probably somewhere between 250 and 270. Um, so just a little bit of money. Yeah. A it's, scooch. It's, it's not inexpensive, but it has all the features that you want. It's got heated seats. Yeah. You know, sure. it's, it's got a, it's got a good, functional infotainment system there's a wireless charging pad for your phone uh it's easy to get in and out of so what more could you ask for you know it's perfect it's perfect practically yeah. perfect in every way it's the mary poppins of cars yeah so that's the maserati mc20 
Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, so going from a, a nearly perfect car to something wow. slightly less perfect. Uh, our uh, our pals transition here. Our, our pals at TFL um, got a, added a new car to their fleet recently. Uh, Roman uh, Roman Micah went to the uh, Rocky Mountain dealer auction uh, where they sometimes buy cars from, and he he made a purchase that he almost immediately regretted. Uh, do you remember a couple of years back there was a Chinese company called Candy? that wanted to launch a really cheap EV in the US. It was going to be like under $10,000. I've literally never heard of this. I had to look this up when I saw the link in the show notes. I what the heck is this? I'd never heard of it. It was the, the Candy K27. They don't sell it anymore. So there's there no. you go. So there's Yeah, and I'm not sure they ever really did sell it. Um yeah, some people they, got their hands on it. Yeah, I don't some, know how Maybe they murdered somebody. Yeah, they, a few oh, of them managed to get out and you know, away from the company. So the K27 is a little Chinese four-door hatchback. It was supposed to have a range of about 80 miles or so. Um, it was supposed to be able to operate at highway speeds, you know, be fully FMVSS compliant with all the safety rules. Um, apparently, along the way of trying to get it certified, you know, and prove that it meets all the safety requirements, um, something went wrong and they apparently could not pass all the tests. Just even though it does have airbags, it has, it has airbags. Something uh, went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it never entirely went on sale. Um, they did, I guess, you know, some of them got sold with, you know, they, they modified the software um, to limit the, the top speed to 35 miles an hour so that it would basically, it would be classified as a, a neighborhood like a electric vehicle. Yeah. Um okay. and um and so some of them got got out there. Uh one of them showed up at uh at Roman's local auction a few weeks ago. And for some reason he decided to bid it up to five thousand dollars and bought it. Oh my god. That's what it was new, right? Wait, no, uh, it was, no I think it was I think it was about seven or eight thousand new. Seven or eight thousand, okay. And this one's basically brand new. I mean it had like a hundred miles on it or something. Oh, all right. So you're getting an okay. $8,000 so car new. for $5,000. Okay. Well, it of was course, it was going to be priced at $8,000. Is it actually worth $8,000 or $5,000? Oh, no, no, it's not worth any money. Really. <laughs> at, at, at this point, I think Roman, well, and on the drive home from the auction <laughs> with his son, Tommy, um, within minutes after, actually maybe even before pulling out of the parking lot at the auction facility, he was immediately regretting it. Oh, um God. and they they did not make it home uh from the auction facility. I'm it died. At the links to their things. The title <sighs> is there's three videos up here. One says yeah. stranded, the other one says dumpster fire, and the <laughs> third one says sucks at everything. So yeah. think that... Sucks at everything. Everything. So uh so they, they've got this thing, you know, it, it actually ended up stranding them twice in the first 48 hours oh my uh, God. that they had it. Uh, and then they got it going. They took it out to their local strip where they, they do their, uh, their drag racing, their drag, their, their acceleration and braking tests. And uh, they ran it against um, an old Citroen 2CV. And uh, a 1971 <laughs> Fiat 500, I think, um, to see if it could beat those. Um, surprisingly, it did surprisingly well in the acceleration test, despite the fact that it would only go 35 miles an hour um, top speed. Like it maxed out. There's got to be a way they're going. They're going to figure out a way to unlock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they will. I know. No one. As assuming it doesn't go up in flames first. Yeah. <laughs> God, there, should be so, there should be there should be they're like the nicest people well, there's they, they need to put like little little temperature sensors yeah. all over the vehicle so they well, know as soon well, as the short happens like for, 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 for what it's worth uh the, the candy does have a lithium iron phosphate battery so it oh, shouldn't okay. catch so, fire so it should be okay, pretty safe that's fine it yeah. should oh, that's, also there's probably right. a lot it should and shouldn't do and so far it's not living up to those expectations How, in so either now, direction so i would really like uh, them to once they're finished with this this horrible machine to rip the battery and the the battery and the, and the motor out and put and like do a resto mod with something else like shove that make, in another make vehicle. it like some crazy crazy thing so it's gonna be like that's a piece of yeah. maybe put it in the fiat 500 
Yeah, being put in the Fiat or the De Cheval. Or Chevelle, or a, an old Fiat convertible, or oh, just yeah, some goofy go. little, some goofy little old car convertible that they can just cruise around in. That's my, that's my, my advice. <laughs> if they need help, I'll, I'll, I will fly out to Denver and help them. I don't know how. I don't but know how much I can out. help, but you know, I have a friend who works at Lucid and worked at Tesla. I'll just drag him with me, whether he likes it or not. You have an expert <laughs> assistant. That's he's, a all ser- he's a service tech at, at the at, at, at Lucid, so he'll know what to do. <laughs> he'll have an idea so uh, in the show notes you will find if you look in the show notes you'll find a link to a youtube playlist with the first three videos they've posted and if they <laughs> if they add more i will add them to the playlist it is definitely worth watching it's it's entertaining and in general almost everything that the tfl crew does is worth watching yeah. Um, yeah. so you should you know you should spend your days just you know watching just tfl on youtube mm-hmm. yeah no it's fun it's good times yeah they do they do a lot of great stuff <laughs> they're good for, people. They and they're are. nice. That's yeah. the thing. The, the the best thing is that they're really nice people. They, they are, are really genuinely nice, nice people. Just the nicest. All right. Um, so before we go on, I want to mention that um, we do have uh, I, I, we have a merch store now. We have we have merch some merch store. We have we have some shirts. You can get some T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, whatever you like um, with the. Um, the wheel bearings logo on there, the one that's in the show art, as well as there's another version that has uh, a version of a, a photo of my Miata, uh, if you like that. Um, and you can also get those on smartphone cases. Um, you can, there's a link on the, the website, or you can just go to shop.wheelbearings.media and it will take you directly to the, uh, to Cotton Bureau where you can order the shirts. Um, and for those of us, for those of you that are Patreon supporters, I sent out a message on Patreon today um, that uh, with a discount code, uh, so you can get ten percent off your orders. Um, nice. So uh, you know, if you if you're if you're a Patreon supporter, you can you can get them a little bit cheaper than everybody else. Um, and if you didn't get that message, uh, shoot us a note, and I will send you that discount code uh, by email. So. Uh, hopefully uh, you like those. And if you have any cool designs, any fun designs that you'd like to see on Wheelbearings yeah. t-shirts, feel free to send them to us. Uh, we already got one from D in Discord. Uh, he he uh, took advantage of a little generative AI today and created what looks uh, roughly like a, an old uh, Alfa Romeo spider uh, doing mulch hauling duty. Um, nice. And so I will definitely... Nice put that onto a t-shirt and we'll make that available uh in the next couple of days so there if you just, we, we need one where there's like a big pickup truck and in the back is a giant cookie oh there yes we yeah we know the <laughs> weight of the cookie is causing the pickup truck to like to sort lift of in the front a little bit lift in the yeah. front so it's like a carolina a <laughs> so if you want to you know if you want to <laughs> uh call up uh dolly or mid-journey or something and and create that or you know if you're if you're artistically inclined and you want to draw that go oh, right ahead funny. What, do, you have a, do you have a cookie no preference, Nicole? I don't know. I feel like you picked it just to be a cute cookie. Can't be just. I some feel like chocolate cookie. chip, so people will. Chocolate know. chip you is sort of like the base. Yeah, that's like the solid cookie. Everybody likes a chocolate chip. If you don't like yeah. a chocolate chip cookie, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so back to cars. Um, cars. The um, Kia this week in Korea um, unveiled three new more three three more new EVs. The EV5 the EV4 and the EV3 that are lower cost EVs, lower cost than the, um, than the EV6. And apparently the, the EV5, we already saw a render of uh, several months ago. Uh, and it basically looks like the EV9, but smaller. Uh, so kind of a, a sportage sized version, but with EV9 styling cues. Uh, and I think it's actually pretty cool. They say we're not going to get the EV5 though in North that, America. That would be a real shame if we don't that get is, that. Considering, considering, is, exporting. considering, but quote, there is no plan to produce the EV5 in North America. Well, exporting, and, but not building. Yeah, maybe it's just not making it here. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Lines, yeah, I, hope I mean, if, bring it. if we all pester Kia really hard, we might be able to convince them to bring it here. To bring it, the, I think the Meta should. plant is supposed to do three hundred thousand cars. But they want to push it. They said they can they can kick it up to five hundred thousand cars a year. This is mm-hmm. where they're going to be be building all the. Um, Hyundai that's that's their new plant Hyundai. near Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, right. there's a plant, and then next door is like battery manufacturing. Yeah, so it's like a all in one 
mega electric vehicle place. And so I think it's, I mean, if you're hit, if you're going to start kicking it up to 500,000, you, you can make an EV5. But Let's toss a couple. When, when we see Steve center, we'll have to uh, pester him to, uh, to, to bring this, bring these cars over here. Um, so they had the, the EV5, which is this crossover. There's also um, a sedan, uh, the EV4. I think that's, I think the EV4 is the sedan. Yes. Um, which you know, also has kind of a similar design language to the EV5 and the EV9. Um, and then there's also the EV3, which is, I think, an even smaller crossover. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of Seltos sized or maybe even these, smaller than that. These are like Matryoshka dolls. They all kind of fit one inside. Yeah. <laughs> like the Kia Nero. Like you could replace the Kia Nero in the life. Yeah. Maybe. And I think this point. This would be this would be a good replacement for the Nero. Um, so these are using eGMP hardware, but with a 400 volt electrical system instead of 800 volt. So they won't charge quite as fast. You won't get that 240 kilowatt charging, uh, but you know they'll still be fine. They'll they'll charge fast enough. They'll probably they'll probably hit 200. Yeah. No, and Kia so, and the Hyundai probably. Motor Group. Yeah. They're like, yeah, let's just make this 200. Yeah, so um, I think you know if you if you go to a Kia dealer, tell them you want the EV5 or the EV4 or the EV3, and you know when we see the folks from Kia, we'll we'll tell them the same thing that we want these vehicles. If we all say we want it, maybe they'll listen. If we promise to buy them, then you maybe they'll buy bring them. them over. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like manual transmissions; like everyone wants them, but no one buys no them. No one buys them. And then companies are like, "Well, we can't make a car with a manual transmission if only three people buy it because it's a lot of money." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You gotta buy the car that you say but, you want. But the beautiful thing about EVs is they're all using the same hardware set. And, you know, so there's none of this manual transmission stuff. You know, they've all got, yeah. you know, versions of this, you know, different variations of the motor. Like the EV5, um, you know, has a 64 kilowatt hour battery pack, which is the same size pack that happens to be in the Kona EV and in the Nero EV. So it's probably the exact same battery. Yeah, and a two hundred, yeah, a two hundred and fourteen horsepower motor, probably the same motor that they that is the base motor, you know, in the EV six and the and all these other models, um, you know the you know three hundred twenty nine miles of range. Uh, well, that's on the Chinese test cycle, so that's actually probably about two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty, which is um, fine. Yeah, <laughs> which so is better than fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's They're all the ultimate EVs are the ultimate parts spin vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> so let's all uh, harass Kia until they bring these to America. Deal. Bring us more. I was like, <laughs> the thing is, like, I want some. I want. I want. I want a wagon, and I want a. And I want a hatchback. And then I'm like, oh, they they already gave us that. They always gave us the Ionic six and it and the or the Ionic five and the EVs. <laughs> the EV six. I'm like, oh wait, they always gave us that. All right. Well, cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh all right next up the new bmw x2 and the ix2 um the what do you think of these what do you think of the x2 i like the two better but you like the two better just because it's the two and i prefer sedans over suvs but but i'm sure they'll 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 sell a bunch of these to be yeah. honest yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's that, so everybody's looking for that sort of sized vehicle. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I mean, this is this is a smaller crossover. Unlike the current X2, the 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 rear glass is sloped forward more, so it has more of that coupe-like profile, like the X4 and the X6. Uh, whereas the the current one is more of a shooting brake, more vertical rear glass. Um, it, I don't know. It's it's fine. Yeah, you know, I'm not crazy about it. The size, the size is good. The X2 size is good. Yeah, Although this one, so very unenthused. It's the, fine. It the, works this this one, I guess, is about seven inches longer than the current X2. Um, and there's also an electric iX2. Um, although it doesn't look like that one's actually coming to the U.S. market. Ooh. Um, but we'll see. Because everyone loves a crossover. This is essentially a crossover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Come on. People want a BMW, but maybe they don't want the the i the iX is actually it's like the size of a five series, so yeah, give us a nice small SUV BMW. 
SUV. That's all you want. A little baby SUV. <laughs> baby SUV. Okay. That's it. <laughs> um, so we've all heard complaints about Tesla's paint jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have. Well, now you can get uh, a wrap for your Tesla directly okay. from Tesla. We've, I've seen cool. lots of I've seen lots of Model Ys and Model Threes that are wrapped. You know, they're they're those are the ones you see in colors that you can't get from the factory. Um, oh yeah. Now now Tesla is offering their own wraps for the the model uh, the Model Y and the Model Three, um, and so get a little more variation in color than what they offer from from the paint shop, um, and they claim it's self healing. Uh, so you know if it gets scratched you know up, up to some up to a certain point you know it will kind of fill itself in it's a it's a it's a polyurethane i think of some sort that will kind of heal itself yeah it's a ure, self-healing urethane film I like um did you look at all the colors there's like a good chunk of fun colors in there yeah um so yeah and and they're they're more interesting than the colors that they actually paint their cars in yeah, they are. Uh, you know, which are mostly white or black, uh, with occasional reds. Um, but uh, yeah, although these are mostly fairly monochromatic too. Uh, there, there is a green and a pale blue. The green is kind of fun. Yeah. The green's like probably green. the best one. Yeah, I'd love to see that in person because it is hard. We're looking at these like photos that are not really what it's going to look like. You know what I mean? But the green yeah. looks kind of neat. I like that. And these depending on the greens. depending on the color. Uh, they're they're priced at either seventy five hundred or eight thousand dollars. Never uh, mind. And that that <laughs> so includes the cheap. application. Not cheap. Yeah, yeah. This is on the high end for a wrap job. You can if you if you go to you know there's there's places around you that will do wraps and you can probably get it done for quite a bit less. Uh, but you know but this if you is want factory direct. If, well, except it's not. I mean, you have to go of, to a Tesla service center to do Nissan. it. I mean, it's a Tesla direct. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You mentioned Nissan. Um, I know. That's the, why the, it's the next item on the at, list. At the, at the upcoming uh, J- uh, Japan Mobility Show, which I'll be at uh, the week after next, um, Nissan's going to be unveiling three electric concepts. We already talked about one last week, which was the uh, hyper-urban, advent- hyper-urban concept. The, the second one is the hyper-adventure concept. Which is um, interesting. Okay, what is on the roof of that? Is that supposed to be skis? Because for all the world that yes. I'm watching, too much Fast and Furious. Yeah, and yeah, I those see are skis. Is like a machine-mounted, like gun or repelling rope or something. Are those skis? They're skis. Okay. And not a machine. And there's yeah. <laughs> the, the what is on there? there? There's this sort of step system that you know slide out step system on the back you know so when you open the tailgate you have these the seat the rear seats i guess can swivel around so it's a four-seater the rear seats can swivel around and there's these steps there that kind of interesting there's some interesting design details some interesting features but the overall aesthetic i'm not sure i'm crazy about this the doors open really weird i'm watching the video the in action video like one door opens normal and the other door opens, what would that be? Like a gull, gull wing? wing. Gull yeah. Wing. So it's a, in that respect, it's kind of like the Model X, the Tesla Model X. So you, you know, you get front hinged front doors and, the and then tip, gull wing rears. What, what all is happening here? The seat tips back. That looks like an amusement park ride. The way the seat goes like Broof, and dumps you out the back. Kids would love that. They'll just yeah. sit there. Wee. <laughs> well, the, the other one, the Hyper Urban last week, you know, it had the front seats that would the the seat backs would fold forward right. and then the whole thing would slide back up against the rear seat to make like a lounge in there this one the whole rear seat just rotates back 180 degrees like uh, I love so you, concepts like this and they're really fun and it's fun to you. see but you look at this and you think is any remote piece of this whatsoever realistically going to appear on a nissan the skis on the top Okay. Yeah, I'll the skis will be there. You I'll can put that, you can you can get ski racks, you know, and skis on on existing Nissans. So you know that's got like it's like, got what, tires. What yeah, the weirdest tires you've ever <laughs> seen. Like, are those normal tires? Like, look at how the silver bands go. Those are not normal tires. 
those aren't real tires. I, who made those? Well, may, like it maybe it's an episode of Star Trek. Maybe it's a new kind of tire that's designed for EVs to give longer tire life because, you know, EVs maybe. do wear through their tires faster. So yep. maybe these are designed sure. to last longer. Maybe that's what the fancy tires are all about. It could be. So we got the tires that might be if they could actually come to fruition and the ski rack. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I love these concepts. It has lots. There's such I mean, an exercise in, like, well, what could be, but there's there's so little grounding in what we will actually see. I don't think. Yeah. Well, well you know, when I'm in when I'm in Japan, um, I'll be visiting you know, Nissan's tech center and their design studio. Yeah. So we'll get a chance. I'll have a chance to talk to the designers and ask. You know, is is this the design direction that you, that they're going to take for their future EVs? Is that what they're trying to show us? Yeah, yeah. A design yeah, is, language. Is a, yeah, is this a preview of what we can expect from you know 2025, 2026, 2027 Nissan EVs? Um, is this just like look at this cool thing we can build? It's just a flight, like, of, a flight of fancy. <laughs> right. Is like, this is just a kidding? flight of fancy. It looks really cool. I mean, it does look yeah. amazing. It's it's definitely interesting. <laughs> definitely a thing all right it's a thing uh let's answer a couple of listener questions uh before we cut it short you oh uh robbie's got to take off uh i got robbie's a motor bye yeah. robbie i won't bye. answer your questions but the answers are uh miata brz manual transmission uh mini se and brown and, and brown diesel wagon. station wagons with manual yeah, transmissions brown. and a, yeah that's and a, it and maybe not diesel it's, Okay, about to get gas now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you later. Um, all right, Nicole, DC questions are just you and me. Woohoo, go Sam. DC writes in to ask, really enjoy the podcast and the interactions between you all. I'm currently expecting delivery of my Fisker Ocean in the next two weeks. Now that's a rarity. Wow, in two weeks, yeah. As as such, I've seen so many group discussions about the benefits and costs of paint protection, uh, i.e., ceramic coatings. So what's your thoughts? Is it worthwhile? As a point of reference, I do keep my vehicles for a long time, upwards of 10 years typically, and I'm not a hand washer. Usually go through automatic car washes. Since this is my first EV, I doubt the battery will last that long. But again, curious about your perspective on paint protection. I Personally, I don't really think it's necessary. I mean, if you asked me this question 30 years ago, I might have said, yeah. But I feel like vehicles by and large are so the way they put paints on all the things that they do, the the preventative stuff to keep corrosion and all those things, how well they hold up, unless you're driving someplace where you're constantly getting smacked by rocks. Like you're always in the dirt. You're always off road. You're always something like that. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I feel like it's a superfluous thing that you don't necessarily need. So yeah, most modern vehicles, you know, m- much of the front fascia is usually made of plastic. So if you get a paint chip there, it's not going to rust. And more often than not, the hood is also is made of aluminum. So even if you get a paint chip there and, you know, like my wife's car, you know, there's a couple of stone chips, uh, you know, in the hood and, you know, you can see the aluminum through there, but uh, it's not going to rust because it's aluminum. So, you know, this, and the same is true of this. You know, I'm pretty sure the hood is probably aluminum. Um, so in, in terms of rusting, that's probably not going to be an issue or, or corrosion. That's, that's not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. It, it basically comes down to aesthetics. You know, do you want it to look pristine after 10 years? Then you might want to consider the paint protection um, for what it's worth. You know, my daughter um, who's in Denver now, uh, she is actually buying a new car uh, today. I think Ooh. Uh, she's getting a Mazda CX 30 in Soul crystal red. The, the Excellent. correct color. The correct and she, color. she asked me about the, the paint protection. Um, and for that particular color, even though, you know, if she gets stone chips, it's probably, you know, it's not going to cause, you know, any corrosion issues. But because of that color, that paint, you know, it's also going to, it's probably going to be much more visible. And so I suggested, you know, depending on how much it is, you know, I think it was just like two or $300. It's probably not a bad idea to get it. So I think, you know, and especially like for her, you know, living in Denver, you know, they salt the roads, you know, and there's, you know, sometimes there's stones on the, on the roads, you know, from the, when you're driving through the mountains, 
that might get flung up by other vehicles. So um, there's more likelihood of something like that, you know, causing damage. Um, you know, like I said, it's not going to be damage that's going to cause, you know, cause it to rust through, but it still might be unsightly. So I think I would say for the ocean, it probably depends on what color you get. You know, if you get a darker color, um, you know, or, you know, since you're planning to keep it for 10 years or more and, and for what it's worth, your battery almost certainly will last at least 10 years Yeah, that's good uh, and, and probably longer. Too, like you're going to be fine. I wouldn't worry about that battery yeah. at all. Um, so you, you might want to consider getting the, the paint protection, um, just to, to keep it looking nice and, and fresh after 10 years. Yeah. I don't, if you want it to look perfect, but it's not, yeah, it's not something yeah. that's going to rust away or look horrific. It's going to, at 10 years, you're going to see a little wear and tear, but I don't, I still don't know that I would, I don't know. Um, I I'd spring for it. Yeah. So like I said, depends, depends on the color. Um, you know, some colors, you know, where if you have a lighter color where the stuff's not, you know, chips aren't going to show up as much, then probably, probably wouldn't bother, but you know, maybe a darker color or a red or something like that, then you might want to consider it. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. The other one is from Ed. Uh, actually we have two others, uh, but DC's, uh, message is really long. Um, sorry, Vic's, uh, Vic from Ontario. And we will come back to that one next time. Um, but for now, uh, let's answer Ed's question. Uh, when you talk about larger wheels, reducing range and comfort, it got me asking, or it got me thinking, sorry, I can't read today. Uh, when, you, when you talked about larger wheels, including range and comfort, it got me thinking. For example, the Hyundai Ionic 5's limited trim isn't offered with smaller wheels. Could the wheels be swapped with the smaller ones? Uh, would the car's onboard computer system have to be reprogrammed to calculate range accurately? Are there other factors to downgrading wheel size on cars that come from the factory with larger ones? So as far as swapping them, yeah, almost certainly. they they all, It's very unlikely that they have a different bolt pattern. I haven't actually checked mm -hmm. it, but I would say 99.999% chance that it has the same bolt pattern. So you could put the smaller, put the 18-inch wheels onto the limited without any issue at all. Yeah. Um, as far as the, uh, reprogramming the onboard computer, um, you could certainly have the, the dealer do that for you, uh, if necessary, but most likely, you know, in, in most, in most cases, the wheel diameter, the rotating diameter is usually about the same, even with different size wheels, because you go to lower profile tires with the bigger wheels. So you end up with actually the same rolling radius. So you know, it pro if it's off at all, it's not going to be off by very much. But you know, if you do put on 18s, um, you could go to you know the dealer. The dealer can reflash that for you and and update that without any problem. Um, and in fact, you might even be able to do it. Like you know, if you went to a tire store, even if you didn't, you know, if you didn't get the um, the factory 18 inch wheels, if you got some aftermarket 18s and put them on there, um, then. Uh, like, and you know, a lot of times if you go to a tire store, you can get uh, takeoff wheels, you know, for somebody that has gone and upsized their wheels, you know, sometimes they will, uh, they, they can, they'll trade in the, their old wheels and tires, you know, that are basically new um, and, um, you know, uh, to get a discount on the, the new larger ones. And then they sell those uh, takeoff wheels or, you know, sometimes the dealers sell those. So you might be able to get those at a slight discount. Um, and a, a tire store might also be able to do that reprogramming for you. Um, <coughs> as far as other, other factors to downgrading the wheel size, I, first of all, I wouldn't necessarily refer to it as downgrading. It's just, it's just going smaller. Downsizing. downsizing, downsizing, not downgrading. Yeah. Yes. Cause in, in most cases it's actually an upgrade. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, as we said before, you know, with a little more sidewall, you're going to have a little more ride comfort. Uh, your ultimate handling may not be quite as good because you've got a little more flex in the tire sidewall, but it's, you know, other than that, you know, most people aren't going to be driving that way most of the time anyway. So I would say go for it if you want to do it. Yeah, I'd do it. Why not? Yeah. And it still looks fine even with the 18s. So. Yeah, it's um, going to look good. So that's it for this week. Um uh, don't forget uh, shop.wheelbearings.media. 
uh, or just go to cotton, just go to cotton bureau. Now. And I ordered some today. I ordered a couple of them today. I'm getting a t-shirt. I'm going to wear real bearings. I got, right now. I got one in, in red uh, and one in green. So soul crystal um, red or is it just some other, uh, they don't offer a soul red. crystal red t-shirt, <laughs> but, uh, but it is, it is red. Uh, so, you know, I'm living the bold color, um, philosophy, you know, okay. promoting bold colors on cars, going to do the same thing with my wheel bearings, t-shirts. Um, so, uh, definitely, um, you know, go, go get, go get a t-shirt, get a phone, phone case, um, and, um, send us your questions and comments and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.